all assembled Vaishnavas. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios at the Haven which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England just a stone's throw from the English Channel. And so happy to be back and into this spiritual routine of hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam back home back to the Bhagavatam with all of the devotees who have this taste. Thank you very much for joining us. We hope you are all well and safe and happy. And before we read, we will go to Sanatana Goswami's and take shelter of his lotus feet and his glorious glorification of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Just one second. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram goes like this Sarva Shastravdipiyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dwandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Premabarshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Mareka bando matsangin, madguro manvahadana, mannistadagamad bhagya, mad anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. The sadhu sadhuta dayin. Atini chochuta kada Hanamun chagadachin mam Premna ritkanta yokspuda O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly O exalter of the most fallen Please never leave me Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, we've reached the fifth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. On the first uh, chapter, reading starting from text 16, four Mind you, four of the twelve Mahajans of the universe have congregated together in order to com- convince Maharaj Priyavrata to take up the management of the universe.
Hare Krishna. Text 16. Even if one is liberated, he nevertheless accepts the body he has received according to his past karma. Without misconceptions, however, he regards his enjoyment and suffering due to that karma the way an awakened person regards a dream he had while sleeping. He thus remains steadfast and never works to achieve another material body under the influence of the three modes of material nature. Purport The difference between a liberated and conditioned soul is that the conditioned soul is under the concept of bodily life whereas a liberated person knows that he is not the body, but a spirit different from the body. Priyavrata might have thought that although a conditioned soul is forced to act according to the laws of nature, why should he, who was far advanced in spiritual understanding, accept the same kind of bondage and impediments to spiritual advancement? To answer this doubt, Lord Brahma informed him that even those who are liberated do not resent accepting in the present body the results of their past activities. While sleeping, one dreams many unreal things, but when he awakens, he disregards them and makes progress in factual life. Similarly, a liberated person, one who has completely understood that he is not the body, but a spirit soul, disregards past activities performed in ignorance and performs his present activities in such a way that they produce no reactions. This is described in Bhagavad Gita 3.9 Jagyartat kamanonyatra lokoyam kamabandhanaha If one performs activities for the satisfaction of the Supreme Personality, the Yajna Purusha, his work does not produce reactions. Whereas karmis who act for themselves are bound by the reactions of their work. A liberated person, therefore, does not think about whatever he has ignorantly done in the past. Instead, he acts in such a way that he will not produce another body by fruitive activities. As clearly mentioned in Bhagavad Gita, Mam Chayo Vyabicharina Bhakti Yogena Sevate Sagunan Samatityaitan Brahmabhuyaya Kalpate. One who engages in full devotional service, who does not fall down in any circumstance, at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of Brahman. Bhagavad Gita 14.26 Regardless of what we have done in our past lives, if we engage ourselves in unalloyed devotional service to the Lord in this life, we will always be situated in the Brahma Bhuta, liberated state, free from reactions, and will not be obliged to accept another material body. Chaktva Deham Punar Janma Naiti Mam Eti Sorjana Bhagavad Gita 4 9. After giving up the body, one, ha one who has acted in that way does not accept <clears throat> another material body, but instead goes back home, back to Godhead. Text 17. Even if he goes from forest to forest, one who is not self controlled must always fear material bondage because he is living with six co-wives, the mind and knowledge-acquiring senses. Even householder life, however, cannot harm a self-satisfied, learned man who has conquered his senses. Purport Srilanaratam Das Thakur has son Grihevavanete Thakke whether one is situated in the forest or at home, 
if he is engaged in the devotional service of Lord Chaitanya, he is a liberated person. Here this is also repeated. For one who has not controlled his senses, going to the forest to become a so-called yogi is meaningless because his uncontrolled mind and senses are going with him, he cannot achieve anything, even by giving up household life and staying in the forest. Formerly, many mercantile men from the upcountry of India used to go to Bengal, and thus there is a familiar saying, if you go to Bengal, your fortune will go with you. Our first concern, therefore, should be to control the senses, and since the senses cannot be controlled unless engaged in the devotional service of the Lord, our most important duty is to engage the senses in devotional service. Rishikena Rishikesha Sevanam Bhaktir Uchite Bhakti means engagement of the purified senses in the service of the Lord. Herein Lord Brahma indicates that instead of going to the forest with uncontrolled senses, it is better and more secure to engage the senses in the service of the Lord. Even household life can do no harm to a self-controlled person acting in this way. It cannot force him into material bondage. Srila Rupa Goswami has further enunciated this position. Iha yasya hairer dasye karmana manasa gida nikila sapavastasu jivan mukta sauchite. Regardless of one's circumstances, if one fully engages his senses, mind, and words in the devotional service of the Lord, he should be understood to be a liberated person. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur was a responsible officer and a householder, yet his service to the cause of expanding the mission of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is unique. Srila Prabodhananda Saraswati Thakur says, Durdandriya Kalasarpe Patali Prokata Dangstrayate the sense organs are certainly our greatest enemies, and they are therefore compared to venomous serpents. However, if a venomous, venomous, however, if a venomous serpent is bereft of its poison fangs, it is no longer fearful. Similarly, if the senses are engaged in the service of the Lord, there is no need to fear their activities. The devotees in the Krishna consciousness movement move within this material world, but because their senses are fully engaged in the service of the Lord, they are always aloof from the material world. They are always living in a transcendental position. Text 18 One who is situated in household life and who systematically conquers his mind and five sense organs is like a king in his fortress who conquers his powerful enemies. After one has been trained in household life and his lusty desires have deceased, decreased, he can move anywhere without danger. Purport The Vedic system of four varnas and four ashramas is very scientific and its entire purpose is to enable one to control the senses. Before entering household life, Grihastha Ashram, a student is fully trained to become Jitendriya, a conqueror of the senses. Such a mature student is allowed to become a householder and because he was first trained in conquering his senses, he retires from household life and becomes Vanaprastha, as soon as these strong waves of youthful life are passed, and he reaches the verge of old age at fifty years or slightly more. Then, after being further trained 
he accepts sannyas. He is then fully learned. He is then a fully learned and renounced person who can move anywhere and everywhere without fear of being captivated by material desires. The senses are considered very powerful enemies. As a king and a, as a king and a strong fortress can conquer powerful enemies, so a householder in Grihastha Ashram, household life, can conquer the lusty desires of youth and be very secure when he takes Vanaprastha and sannyas. Text 19 Lord Brahma continued, My dear Priyavrata, seek shelter inside the opening in the lotus of the feet of the Lord, whose navel is also like a lotus. I'll read that again. Lord Brahma continued, My dear Priyavrata, seek shelter inside the opening in the lotus of the feet of the Lord, whose navel is also like a lotus. Thus conquer the six sense organs, the mind and knowledge-acquiring senses. Accept material enjoyment because the Lord extraordinarily has ordered you to do this. You will thus, be, you will thus always be liberated from material association and be able to carry out the Lord's orders in your constitutional position. Purport there are three kinds of men within this material world. Those who are trying to enjoy the senses to the utmost are called karmis. Above them are the jnanis who try to conquer the urges of the senses. And above them are the yogis who have already conquered the senses. None of them, however, are situated in a transcendental position. Only devotees who belong to none of the above-mentioned groups are transcendental. As explained in Bhagavad Gita 14.26, Mam chayo vyabhicharena bhakti yogena sevite sagunan samati chaitan brahmabhuyaya kalpate One who engages in full devotional service, who does not fall down in any circumstance, at once transcends the modes of material nature, and thus comes to the level of Brahman. Lord Brahma herein advises Priyavrata to remain transcendental in the fortress, not of family life, but of the lotus feet of the Lord, Abjanabhangri Sodaja. When a bumblebee enters the opening of the lotus flower and drinks its honey, it is fully protected by the petals of the lotus. The bee is undisturbed by sunshine and other external influences. Similarly, one who always seeks shelter at the lotus feet of the Personality of Godhead is protected from all dangers. It is therefore said in Srimad Bhagavatam 10.14.58 Samashrita ye parapalava plavam mahatpadam punya yasho murarehe Bhavam buddhir vatsa padam 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 yad vipadam natesham For one who has taken shelter at the lotus feet of the Lord, everything becomes easier. Indeed, even crossing the great ocean of nations, bhavam buddhi, is exactly like crossing the hoofprint created by a calf, vatsa padam. For such a devotee, there is no question of remaining in a place where every step is dangerous. Our actual duty is to carry out the supreme order of the Personality of Godhead. If we are fixed in our determination to carry out the supreme order of the Lord, we are always secure, regardless of where we are situated, whether in hell or in heaven. Herein the words prakritim vajaswa are very significant. Prakritim refers to one's constitutional position. Every living entity has the constitutional position 
of being an eternal servant of God. Therefore, Lord Brahma advised Priyavrata, be situated in your original position as an eternal servant of the Lord. If you carry out His orders, you will never fail, never fall, even in the midst of material enjoyment. I'll read that again. Very important sentence. If you carry out His orders, you will never fall, even in the midst of material enjoyment. Material enjoyment achieved by dint of one's fruitive activities differs from material enjoyment given by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. A devotee sometimes appears to be in a very opulent position, but he, appear, but he accepts that position to follow the orders of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, a devotee is never affected by material influences. The devotees in the Krishna Consciousness Movement are preaching all over the world in accordance with the order of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They have, they have to meet many karmis, but by the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they are unaffected by material influences. He has blessed them, as described in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya 7, 129. A sincere devotee who engages in the service of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by preaching his cult all over the world will never be affected by Vishaya Taranga, material influences. On the contrary, in due course of time, he will return to the shelter of the lotus feet of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and will thus have perpetual association with him. Hare Krishna, text 20. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Sri Shukadev Goswami continued. After thus being fully instructed, by Lord Brahma, who is the spiritual master of the three worlds, Priyavrata, his own position being inferior, offered obeisances, accepted the order, and carried it out with great respect. Purport Sri Priyavrata was the grandson of Lord Brahma. Therefore, according to social etiquette, his position was inferior. It is the duty of the inferior to carry out the order of the superior with great respect. Priyavrata therefore immediately said, Yes, sir, I shall carry out your order. Priyavrata is described as a Maha Bhagavata, a great devotee. The duty of a great devotee is to carry out the order of the spiritual master or the spiritual master of the spiritual master in the parampara system as described in Bhagavad Gita 4.2 evam parampara praptam one has to receive the instructions of the Supreme Lord through the disciplic chain of spiritual masters a devotee of the Lord always considers himself a servant of the servant of the Lord Text 21 Lord Brahma, who was, was then worshipped by Manu, who respectfully satisfied him as well as he could. Priyavrata and Narada also looked upon Brahma with no tinges of resentment. Having engaged Priyavrata in accepting his father's request, Lord Brahma returned to his abode. Satyaloka, which is indescribable by the endeavor of mundane mind or words. Purport Manu was certainly very satisfied that Lord Brahma had persuaded his son Priyavrata to take the responsibility for ruling the world. Priyavrata and Narada were also very satisfied. Although Brahma had forced 
Priyavrata to accept the management of worldly affairs, thus breaking his vow to remain brahmachari and completely engage in devotional service. Narada and Priyavrata did not look upon Brahma with resentment. Narada was not at all sorry that he had been that he had been frustrated in making Priyavrata a disciple. Both Priyavrata and Narada were exalted personalities who knew how to respect Lord Brahma. Therefore, instead of looking upon Brahma with resentment, they very feelingly offered him their respect. Lord Brahma then returned to his celestial abode known as Satyaloka, which is described here as being impeccable and being unapproachable by words. It is stated in this verse that Lord Brahma returned to his residence, which is as important as his own personality. Lord Brahma is the creator of this universe and the most exalted personality within it. His lifetime is described in Bhagavad Gita 8.17 Sahasra Yuga Paryantam Aharyad Brahmano Viduhu. The total duration of the four yugas is 4,300,000 years. And when that is multiplied a thousand times, it equals 12 hours in the life of Brahma. Therefore, we cannot factually comprehend 12 hours of Brahma's life to, na to say nothing of the 100 years that constitute his entire lifetime. How then can we understand his abode? The Vedic literatures described the Vedic literatures describe that in Satyaloka there is no birth, death, old age, or disease. In other words, since Satyaloka is situated next to Brahmaloka or the Brahman effulgence it is almost as good as Vaikuntha Loka. Lord Brahma's abode is practically indescribable from our present status. Therefore, it has been described as Avan Manasa Gochara, or beyond the description of our words and the imagination of our minds. Srimad Bhagavatam 2, 2, 26 and 27 thus describes the abode of Lord Brahma yad vai prarabhyam tad tu paramesjam nayatra shoko na jada namrityur na nartir na chodbega In Satyaloka, where one can remain situated for many millions and billions of years, there is no limitation, nor is there old age, death, anxiety, or the influence of enemies. Text 22 Swayambhu with the assistance of Lord Brahma thus fulfilled his desires. With the permission of the great sage Narada he delivered to his son the governmental responsibility for maintaining and protecting all the planets of the universe. He thus achieved relief from the most dangerous poison poisonous ocean of material desires. Purport Swayambhava Manu was practically hopeless because such a great personality as Narada was instructing his son, Priyavrata, not to accept household life. Now he was very pleased that Lord Brahma had interfered by inducing his son to accept the responsibility for ruling the government of the universe. From Bhagavad Gita, we get information that Vaivaswata Manu was the son of the sun god and that his son, Maharaj Ikshvaku, ruled this planet Earth. Swayambhuva Manu, however, appears to have been in charge of the entire universe and he entrusted to his son, Maharaj Priyavata, Priyavrata, the responsibility for maintaining and protecting all the planetary systems. Dara Mandala means planet. This earth, for, for instance, is called Dara Mandala. 
Akila, however, means all or universal. It is therefore difficult to understand where Maharaj Priyavrata was situated, but from this literature, his position certainly appears greater than that of Vikshwaku, for he was entrusted with all the planetary systems of the entire universe. Another significant statement is that Swayambhuva Manu took great satisfaction from abnegating the responsibility for ruling all the planetary systems of the universe. At present, politicians are very eager to take charge of the government and they engage their men in canvassing from door to door to get votes to win the post of president or a similar exalted office. On the contrary, however, herein we find that King Priyavrata had to be persuaded by Lord Brahma to accept the post of emperor of the entire universe. Similarly, his father, Swayambhuvamanu, felt relieved to entrust the universal government to Priyavrata. Thus it is evident that the kings and executive heads of government in the Vedic age never accepted their positions for sense enjoyment. Such exalted kings, who were known as Rajarshis, ruled only to maintain and protect the kingdom for the welfare of the citizens. The history of Priyavrata and Swayambhuvamanu describes how exemplary, responsible monarchs performed the duties of government with disinterest, keeping themselves always aloof from the contamination of material attachment. Material affairs, material affairs have herein been compared to an ocean of poison. They have been described in a similar way by Srilanartam Dastakur in one of his songs, Sangsara Vishanale Nivanishi Haya Jwale Judaite Na Kainu Upai. My heart is always burning in the fire of material existence, and I have made no provisions for getting out of it. Golokera Premadana Harinama Sankirtana Ratina Janmile Keni Toy. The only remedy is Harinam Sankirtan, the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, which unfortunate, how, un, excuse me, I'll read it again. The only remedy is Harinam Sankirtan, the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, which is imported from the spiritual world. Goloka Vrindavan. How unfortunate I am that I have no attraction for this. Manu wanted to seek shelter at the lotus feet of the Lord and therefore when his son Priyavrata took charge of his worldly affairs, Manu was very relieved. That is the system of Vedic civilization. At the end of life, one must free himself from worldly affairs and completely engage in the service of the Lord. The word surarsi, the word surarshi vada anumatena is also significant. Manu entrusted the government to his son with the permission of the great saint Narada. This is particularly mentioned because although Narada wanted Priyavrata to become free from all material affairs, when Priyavrata took charge of the universe, by the request of Lord Brahma and Manu, Narada was also very pleased. Text 23 Following the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Maharaj Priyavrata fully engaged in worldly affairs, yet he always thought of the lotus feet of the Lord, which are the cause of liberation from all material attachment. Although Priyavrata Maharaj was completely freed from all material contamination, he ruled the material world just to honor the orders of his superiors. Purport 
the words Mana Vardhano Mahatam just to show honor to superiors are very significant. Although Maharaj Priyavrata was already a liberated person and had no attraction for material things, he engaged himself fully in governmental affair, affairs just to show respect to Lord Brahma. Arjuna acted in the same way. He had no desire to participate in political affairs or the fighting at Kurukshetra, but when ordered to do so by the Supreme Lord Krishna, he executed those duties very nicely. One who always thinks of the lotus feet of the Lord is certainly above all the contamination of the material world. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, Yoginam Apisarvisham Madgatenantaratmana Shadhavan Bajate Yomam Same Yuktadamo Mataha. Of all yogis, he who always abides in me with great faith, worshipping me in transcendental loving service, is most intimately united with me in yoga and is the highest of all. Bhagavad Gita 7.47 Maharaj Priyabrata, therefore, was a liberated person and was among the highest of yogis. Yet superficially, he became the emperor of the universe in accordance with the order of Lord Brahma. Showing respect to his superior in this way was another of his extraordinary qualifications. As stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, 617, 28. A devotee is actually a devotee who is actually advanced is not afraid of anything, provided he has the opportunity to execute the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is the proper explanation of why Priyavrata engaged in worldly affairs, although he was a liberated person. Also, only because of this principle does the Mahabhagavata, who has nothing to do with the material world, come down to the second platform of devotional service to preach the glories of the Lord all over the world. Shiva Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 24. Thereafter, Maharaj Priyavrata married Varhishmati, the daughter of the Prajapati named Vishwakarma. In her he begot ten sons, equal to him in beauty, character, magnanimity, and other qualities. He also begot a daughter, the youngest of all, named Urjasvati. Purport. Maharaj Priyavrata not only carried out the order of Lord Brahma by accepting the duties of government, but also married Barishmati, the daughter of Vishwakarma, one of the Prajapatis. Since Maharaj Priyavrata was fully trained in transcendental knowledge, he could have returned home and conducted the business of government as a brahmachari. Instead, however, when he returned to household life, he accepted a wife, also, the principle is that when one becomes a grihasta, he must live perfectly in that order, which means he must, he must live peacefully with a wife and children. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's first wife died, his mother requested him to marry for a second time. He was 20, 20 years old and was going to take sannyas at the age of 24, yet by the request of his mother, he married. As long as I am in household life, he told his mother, I must have a wife, for household life does not mean staying in a house. Real household life means living in a house with a wife. These words in this verse are very significant. I'm sorry, three words in this verse are very significant. U-ha-vava. These words are used to express wonder. Priyavrata Maharaj had taken a vow of renunciation, but accepting a wife and begetting children 
have nothing to do with the path of renunciation. These are activities on the path of enjoyment. It was a source of great wonder, therefore, that Priyavrata Maharaj, who had followed the path of renunciation, had now accepted the path of enjoyment. Sometimes we are criticized because although I am a sannyasi, I have taken part in the marriage ceremonies of my disciples. It must be explained, however, that since we have started a Krishna conscious society, and since a human society must also have ideal marriages to correctly establish an ideal society, we must take part in marrying some of its members, although we have taken to the path of renunciation. This may be astonishing to persons who are not very interested in establishing Daiva Barnashram, the transcendental system of four social orders and four spiritual orders. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, however, wanted to re-establish Daiva Varnashram. In Daiva Varnashram, there cannot be knowledge of social status according to birthright, because in Bhagavad Gita it is said that the determining, that the determining considerations are guna and karma, one's qualities and work. It is this Daiva Varnashram that should be established all over the world to continue a perfect society for Krishna consciousness. This may be astonishing to foolish critics, but it is one of the functions of a Krishna conscious society. Text 25 <clears throat> The ten sons of Maharaj Priyavrata were named Agnidra, Idmajiva, Yajyabahu, Mahavira, Hiranyareta, Gritaprista, Savana, Medatiti, Vitihotra, and Kavi. These are also names of Agni, the fire god. Text 26 Three among these ten, namely Kavi, Mahavira, and Savana, lived in complete celibacy. Thus trained in brahmacari life from the beginning of childhood, they were very conversant with the highest perfection known as the Paramahamsa Ashrama. Purport The word Urdva Retasa in this verse is very significant. Urdva Reta refers to one who can control sex life and who instead of wasting semen by discharging it, he can use this import, most important substance accumulated in the body to enrich the brain. One who can completely control sex life is able to work wonderfully with his brain, especially in remembering. Thus, students who simply hear Vedic instructions once from their teacher could remember them verbatim without needing to read books, which therefore did not exist in former times. Another significant word is Arba Bhavat, which means from very childhood. Another meaning is from being very affectionate to children. In other words, Paramahansa life is dedicated for the benefit of others. Just as a father sacrifices many things out of affection for his son, great saintly persons sacrifice all kinds of bodily comforts for the benefit of human society. In this connection there is a verse concerning the six Goswamis. Chaktva tur namashesamandalapati shrenim sada tuch javat bhutva dinaganesha karunaya kaupina kantasritao because of their compassion for the poor fallen souls, the six Goswamis gave up their exalted positions as ministers and took vows as mendicants, thus minimizing their bodily wants as far as possible. They each accepted, they each accepted only a loincloth 
and a begging bowl. Thus they remained in Vrindavan to execute the orders of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by compiling and publishing various Vaishnava literatures. And we're going to, this is, brings us to 745, 746 actually. So we're going to stop here and start from t text 27 tomorrow. Hare Krishna. And in the meantime, we will wait in anticipation of the reflections from the assembled sages. Hare Krishna. This first one is from Gemma Rudder. Yes, Bhakti Gemma. Jai Shri Guru and Goranga. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Thank you. Glad to see you back. And be, seeing, be singing here again with you all in the safe haven. Really nothing else quite like it. Canto 5, too. Exciting times. All glories to His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. Hare Bo. Well, thank you very much. You put into words just how I'm feeling. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Rani Fatai. Gives a bouquet of flowers. Hare Krishna, Rani. Thank you very for your bouquet. Thank you very much. Peter Lawrence? Yes, Bhakti Peter. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. I'm overjoyed to be here reading amongst the sages. Well, we're overjoyed to have you. Thank you very much for participating. Gopakanya Devi Dasi? Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Jai Maharaj, Hare Krishna. Eagerly waiting to hear from you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna to you and all assembled sages. Happy Ekadasi. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Yes. Hamala Vratta Ekadasi today. Thank you very much for reminding us. It was very nice to chant 64 rounds this morning. You're my, it's just wonderful. Hare Krishna. Paramananda Prabhu. Give some sort of grateful emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Thank for the grateful emojis. Now they have stickers and other mm -hmm. so kinds of things to send. I guess it might be a sticker actually. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Paramananda. Sudevi Dasi. Yes, Sudevi Dasi. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj. I only have two words for you. Hare Krishna. Back to you. This is from Sarva Mangala Devi Dasi. Yes, Sarva Mangala. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. I am overjoyed to be here listening to you read. Well, thank you very much. We deeply appreciate your enthusiasm to hear. It is the most important and fundamental, basic uh, prerequisite for advancing in devotional life. And I remember well you and your good husband and how you came out of a very dangerous forest fire, literally, and took shelter of Krishna. And for that, Krishna is definitely going to give you shelter, is giving you shelter. Hare Krishna. This is from Rasanandini Dasi. Yes, Rasanandini Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear, dear Maharaj and assembled devotees. Hearing through an artist's mind, I found Lord Brahma's instruction to Priyavrata to seek shelter inside the opening in the lotus of the feet of the Lord, whose navel is also <laughs> is also like a lotus, to be very attractive. Yes. That lotus is Krishna's instructions for us to hear and chant his glories. Yes, hearing and chanting his glories protects us from all of the irregularities and dangerous things that go on in this material world. As long, you know, remember in the fourth chapter, I mean the fourth canto rather, we heard right in the beginning of the universe, Daksha Yagya, the, the mind-born son of Brahma, the top authority in Karmakanda sacrifices for the whole universe. Such an exalted person. 
but because he was too attached to the wealth, the opulence, and the position that it that it pro pro provided, he got envious of Shiva and made the mistake of blaspheming him in public in front of all the, the sacrifice. And what happened? Oh my God! There was there was you know chaos. There was the breaking up of the sacrificial arena. There was cursing and counter-cursing between all the exalted persons there. And finally, Dakshi got his head cut off and a goat's head put on. It's been going on since the beginning of the universe in this material world. There's no way to escape it entirely except by the submissive service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And at the end of the day, that's what happened. Everyone actually came together in order to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Even Lord Shiva. So, yes, that's what this material world is. It's a place of cursing and counter-cursing and fighting and bickering and from the very beginning of the universe. There may be some times and some places where it's less, some times and places where it's more, but the basic essence of the material world is that. Padam padam vipadam natesham, as we heard in the verses we just read. Hare Krishna. This is from Subarao Rajagopal. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, Pam Ho, and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Prabhupada. Thank you for giving us the daily nectar. Lovely deity picture on the altar. Daily hmm. readings, ki jai. Yes, that's Radha Landanishwari. It is our Ekadasi Rat uh, photo. Every Ekadasi we, we worship Radha Landanishwara, who is the closest installed deity to us. Hare Krishna. This is Rohini Nandana Das. Yes, Rohini Nandana. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. Jai Ho. The whole section about household life and self-control it's me rethinking and reevaluating my understanding of what self-control means. Huh. Amazing section of the Bhagavatam. Thank you so much, Maharaj, your servant. Yes. And I don't need to repeat exactly what we just said in the purports. It was very, very clear. But the nature of the material world is that it is organized by Krishna to be a peaceful place. And it becomes an unpeaceful place when we refuse to follow the laws of nature. So these are the laws of nature. Most men and women must get married, but they should perform devotional service. Their life should be absorbed in devotional service. And then when they do, then when it comes a little bit later in life, 50 or a little more, as we, as we heard, then the natural tendency to want to take vanaprastha, to become, to actually renounce the, the contamination that comes from uh, association with material elements and all the material accoutrements that come with grahastha life, and eventually to take sannyas and to renounce and to reach the goal of life and preach the goal of life to human society. That's the purpose of human life. It's the purpose of the, the organization of society. And whenever we put our own uh, desires before that desire of the Lord, then we create confusion, chaos, and difficulty, just as we see in the world today. This is the nature of Kali Yuga. We can be free from it by absorbing our minds in Srimad Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna. Bhakta mm -hmm. so, Max Blackwell, I think his name is... Oh, that's, that is the husband of, of uh, Sarva Mangala we just heard from. Manadadaha. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Yes, Manadadaha. Hare Krishna. I feel my heart being cleansed through this glorious and transcendental listening process. 
Thank you for your service. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and all glories to the Srimad Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Just by that sentiment, what to speak of doing it, uh, you're being elevated. Thank you. Subarao Raja Gopalan. Yes, Subarao. One of the many gems is from Srimad Bhagavatam 519. Quote, Therefore, Lord Brahma advised Priyavrata, Be situated in your original position as an eternal servant of the Lord. If you carry out his orders, you will never fall, even in the midst of material enjoyment. End quote. Material enjoyment achieved by dint of one's fruitive activities differs from material enjoyment given by the Supreme Personality of God. Hmm. A devotee sometimes appears to be in a very opulent position, but he accepts that position to follow the orders of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, a devotee is never affected by material influences. This part of the purport explains the different kind of material enjoyment. Well, this is the difference. This is how you can tell whether or not the facility you've been given is given by the material energy or it's given by Krishna. Because if you're given facility, as Priyavrata is giving big facility, and you stay fixed in remembering the Lord, and your devotional service thrives, then you can understand your material facility is given to you by Krishna. But if you become confused and fall into sense gratification in a way that is against you know, the laws of nature and, and, and create chaos, then you can understand it was sent to you by Maya and not by Krishna. Hare Krishna. Bhaktin Gemma Rudder, she gives a, a sticker that says, Love this. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much, Gemma. Rasanandini Dasi says, Thank you, Maharaj. By the mercy of the Vaishnavas, may we all use our lives to please Sri Krishna's lotus feet. Yes, may we follow your example and words. Thank you. And we have. Goranga Gopal Das. Yes, Goranga Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Ho. I heard today the part of Bhagavad Gita in chapter 3, where Lord Krishna explains about how one may be liberated, but still should act according to his duties, to show the example for the whole world to follow. That is a responsibility that even Krishna takes for himself, even though he has obviously nothing to prove. Hearing this earlier helps me to appreciate more the pastime of King Priyavrata that we heard tonight. Yes, in the Gita there's a verse that ends the last line, Chakirshu, uh, Chakirshu, I can't remember exactly, Shakta Karmajavid Bansu, Itak Kuranti Bharata, Kuryad Vidma Titak Chakirshu, Chakirshu Lokasangraham, Chakirshu Lokasangraham. A person who is attached may act in one way. And a person who is not attached may act in the same way for the purpose of leading, leading others to the correct path. So you can be an example by being in any circumstance, material or any other, any, any circumstance, whether you be living in a forest or you be living in a big city or whatever opulently by, by keeping your heart fixed uh, in the glories of the Lord and doing everything and using everything that you've been given in the service of the Lord you stay free and yoga chemam paham yaham whatever you need will be provided and whatever you have will be maintained personally, by Krishna. That's the truth. Hare Krishna. This is from Jagamohandas. Yes, Jagamohan. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj and dear devotees, please accept my respectful obeisances. So nice to be in the association of you and the devotees once again. I'm really enjoying the fifth canto so far. The great celestial sages encouraging Maharaj Priyavrata and the humility of Maharaj to follow their advice despite his vows. Quote, not my will, but thy will. Yeah, that that's right. I pray that in my life I will be humble enough to see and follow the will of the Lord. Thank you for your great service to his divine grace, Srila Prabhupada. And more wonderful than that, 
is that Narada is not resentful. Because he, this principle, this is the basic principle that's getting ruined on the earth right now. And that is the tendency to want to follow superior persons. Nowadays, everybody is being trained to be the superior person. And therefore, they don't want to follow anybody. And therefore, everybody's word, everybody's ideas, they all are supposed to be equally of value, even if they don't know what they're talking about. And that's called the Internet. They try to discuss their difficulties and their differences of opinion through the Internet, and it just builds into a huge, you know, uh, mess. <laughs> Hare Krishna. But if we actually accept that there are persons who are superior to us and we agree to follow their, to, to please them, then the, the earth becomes peaceful. Or at least the place where we do that becomes peaceful. Hare Krishna. Vilas Manjari Dasi. Yes, Vilas Manjari. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I'm reflecting on the importance of being asked to carry out a service to the Lord in order to carry it out with the correct attitude to please the Supreme Lord. Srila Prabhupada explained this was the difference between the ruling of Maharaj Priyavrata and modern politicians that ask for the position. I'm wondering how this applies to us when we may see a gap and take initiative in preaching, how to take initiative and also know that we are following the order of the Lord. Uh, I think the order of the Lord is very clear. It's what pleases Him the most. So if you do what pleases the Lord the most, which is preach, then you're safe. Then you're safe. Prabhupada created this movement so that everyone could preach. Even if you're cleaning the temple, you're preaching. Even if you're cooking for the Lord, you're preaching. Whatever you're doing, you know, you're preaching. Hainam Sankirtan, or distributing books, or organizing hearing and chanting groups. Everything is meant to be preaching. And if you do that, then you're secure. And the true and the proof of it is you become peaceful. Your heart, your mind becomes more peaceful. Hare Krishna. Proof of the pudding is in the eating. Bhakta Peter again. Mm. Haribo Bhakta Peter. Hare Krishna Maharaj, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Please accept my humble obeisances. Tonight I enjoyed hearing about Priyavrata accepting the order of his great senior with great respect, without any resentment. It's enriching to hear about the exalted character of such great souls. As Lord Brahma advised Priyavrata, be situated in your original position as an eternal servant of the Lord. If you carry out his orders, you will never fall even in the midst of material enjoyment. I was wondering something. We hear in the purport of text 19, the devotees in the Krishna consciousness movement are preaching all over the world in accordance with the order of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They have to meet many karmis, but by the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they are unaffected by material influences. How are we to understand this when we go out on Sankirtan and do sometimes become disturbed by material influences? It means that you're not following that instruction. Uh, uh, Srila Prabhupada once in 1975 uh, in Atlanta, he met with all of the brahmachari book distributors from the Radha party. I was in, I wasn't there, I was in Tampa, Florida, organizing the whole party. There was more than a hundred brahmacharis on that party. So anyway, it was an ecstatic darshan. And one of the temple authorities, I don't remember which it was, temple commander or president or someone, asked a question of Srila Prabhupada. Or it was more just a question. He said, we're, we're concerned because it seems that devotees are falling down while they're out on Sankirtan. And Prabhupada didn't hesitate for a second. He said, 
they're not falling down because they're doing distributing my books they fall down when they stop distributing my books <laughs> so the lesson for that is when you're out there in public stay engaged keep don't don't be idle you know because then the influence of material nature becomes stronger or can influence you but if you keep engaged in the service you know, of approaching people and giving the books out and just trying, then you'll be protected. And then if there is even a, a momentary, whatever, attraction for something that you're coming in contact with or seeing, it will go away very quickly. So that's the secret in all uh, services, is to stay engaged. And if you don't have something to do, chant Hare Krishna. Read the book. Think about Krishna. Plan something to do to spread Krishna consciousness, to help somebody, to help others. The way to a peaceful mind is to train the mind how to do good for others, always. To become absorbed in how to do good for others is the liberated platform because it pleases Krishna the most and therefore Krishna keeps you protected. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much, everyone. I'm so grateful to be back with you. Uh, I cannot express it. Words don't have uh, the meaning, actually. Just very happy. Thank you so much. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda bhaktabrinda ki jai. Gaur premanandi hari hari bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic as Priyavrata Maharaj continues his renounce life or detached life in, deta in attachment. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow. Hare Bowl.